Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Who's lying sick in a hospital in California? 
listening to this game. He's sick. Very sick. He may not get well. And he thinks Southern California is the greatest university in the world. Did that trick work a second time? Well, that night's streaming headlines told the story. Get your papers here. Read all about it. Unbeaten Notre Dame is finally beaten. Southern California wins 13 to nothing. Southern Cal beats Notre Dame 13 to nothing. And so Southern California had again beaten Notre Dame, just as they had seven years before. All because Howard Jones had hired a clever little actress to put on a dramatic scene, first in 1931 and then again in 1938. Both times she'd brought him victory. But maybe you'd like to know who she was. Do you remember in the beginning of this story how Howard Jones wanted a youngster who was a good actress? Well, in order to be sure that he was getting a good actress, he went to the most famous acting family in the world and borrowed their talented daughter. No one recognized her then, for she was unknown. But today, that little girl is recognized as one of the great stars of Hollywood, a truly fine actress. For that little girl, who twice inspired Southern California to beat Notre Dame, is now the lovely movie star, Miss Diana Barrymore. Portrait of a great actress. Real two. This program is presented in cooperation with the drug, cosmetic, and allied industries by the Colgate Palmolive Peat Company, makers of Colgate Freshless Shave Cream, on behalf of the Veterans Information Program. You sport fans know that every Saturday out there in the football field, return veterans, including many men who were seriously wounded, men who were former German or Jap prisoners of war, have come back, come back in a big way, playing grueling, competitive football, asking no quarter and getting none. That's the way our veterans want it. Just give them a chance to make good, and brother, they'll take it. Remember, our boys have learned plenty in the service. They've learned self-reliance. These fellows are glad to be civilians. Let's not make them ashamed of that word civilian by complaining about the little difficulties that we've had while they've been away. Sure, sure, you want to help them for the tremendous job they've done for you, but use your horse sense about how you help them. Don't just sit back and wish them good luck. Take the time to learn something about the employment opportunities in your community right in your own company and be prepared to give a hint of practical help. Your veteran is a regular guy, so treat him like one. Real three. Colgate's camera close-up of... Hear that trombone? That's the most famous trombone in America, but it's being played by Tommy Dorsey, who's appearing with his grand band at New York's famous 400 Club. And here he is in person, ladies and gentlemen, the sentimental gentleman of swing, in person, Mr. Tommy Dorsey. Good evening, Bill. Bill, instead of the usual interviews, may I tell a sports story? By all means, go ahead, Tommy. All right, William. Many years ago, there was a baseball player named Sid Farrar with the old Philadelphia team in the National League. In those days, baseball players didn't earn much money. So when the Philadelphia baseball fans found out that Sid Farrar had a little daughter who wanted a musical education, that he couldn't afford to give it to her, they decided that they would raise the necessary money, and they did. These Philadelphia baseball fans raised this money by saving tinfoil and selling it. And with the money they raised from the sale of this tinfoil, they did give Sid Farrar's daughter a musical education. And she went on to become one of the greatest singers the Metropolitan Opera has ever had. For this girl who got her start thanks to baseball fans 
became the immortal singing star, Geraldine Farrar. That is amazing, Tommy. Hold the phone, Bill. There's more to the story. My father was one of those baseball fans, and he was so impressed by the fact that a big league baseball player could not afford to give his daughter a musical education that he made my brother Jimmy and me give up trying to be ball players and made us both take up music. And that's why we became musicians. So baseball is not only responsible for the immortal singing star Geraldine Farrar, but baseball is also responsible for the two famous band leaders, Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night. Tommy Dorsey. Real four. Profile of a rivalry. Just a few minutes ago, we told you the story of how a young girl beat Notre Dame in a football game. That was the story of Notre Dame's great football rivalry with Southern California. Now let me tell you another story as told to me of another Notre Dame football rivalry. For this is the story of Notre Dame's traditional football rivalry with Army. Tomorrow, Notre Dame meets Army in the nation's biggest football game. But behind that game tomorrow is a story that begins many years ago in a tiny Midwestern town where a boxing tournament was being staged. In this boxing tournament, there were two amateur prize fighters. One who fought under the name of Frankie Brown, the other who fought under the name of Ike Wilson. And these two amateur prize fighters, Frankie Brown and Ike Wilson, put on quite a boxing exhibition that night. For both of these boys were determined to become professional prize fighters. After their fight was over, the man who had refereed their fight invited both of these youngsters to have dinner with them, and both boys accepted that referee's invitation. It was during this dinner that the referee said, You boys fought a good fight tonight. I ought to know since I was the referee. But let me tell you one thing. Boxing holds no future for either of you. Both of you are young enough to forget about boxing and get an education. An education will do you both far more good than becoming prize fighters. Both Frankie Brown and Ike Wilson listened to that referee, for they knew who he was and they respected his judgment. And so it was that a referee at a boxing tournament changed the lives of two youngsters. For both Frankie Brown and Ike Wilson took that referee's advice, gave up prize fighting, and went to college. Frankie Brown went to Notre Dame, where he dropped his ring name of Frankie Brown and became famous under his real name, which was Newt Rockney. And Ike Wilson, the other boy... He, too, went to college. He went to West Point, where he became famous under his real name, which is Dwight Eisenhower. At their respective colleges, both of these boys, Eisenhower and Rockney, went out for football. Rockney made the Notre Dame team, but Eisenhower broke his leg in a game up at West Point, and he had to give it up. In 1913, when West Point had an open date on its football schedule, it was Newt Rockney at Notre Dame who wrote to his old friend Dwight Eisenhower at Army to see if their two teams couldn't meet. And they did meet that year. And that was the beginning of the great Army-Notre Dame football games, which have been played every year since then. But this friendship between Rockney and Eisenhower did more than that. It also cost Newt Rockney his life. For in flying westward in 1930, Rockney changed his course to go by way of Kansas to see his old friend. And in Kansas... Newt Rockney's plane crashed, and Rockney was killed. So you see, Newt Rockney's career began in Kansas when he met Eisenhower, and ended in Kansas years later when he was on his way back to see his old friend. Tomorrow, once again, Notre Dame will meet Army in the nation's biggest football game, a football rivalry, according to the legend, that might never have started, but for a prize fight held many years ago in Kansas. 
Cup prize fight in which a kindly referee took Rockney and Eisenhower aside after that fight and talked both boys into going to college. Hence, if it hadn't been for that referee, the world would have never known Newt Rockney or Dwight Eisenhower. And if it hadn't been for that referee, we would never have had the Army Notre Dame football game. But maybe you'd be interested in knowing who that referee was. As the story goes, he was formerly the heavyweight champion of the world. His name was John L. Sullivan. Profile of a legend. Real five. Charles F. McCarthy. This message is specially for the friends and relatives of returned servicemen. Folks, if you'll just let your common sense tell you what to do, you're going to make everything a lot simpler and easier. Here are a couple of rules. One, don't strain. Be natural. Rule two, take your cue from him. If he wants to talk, he'll talk. If he doesn't want to, don't nag him. Just remember this. Our men have adapted themselves to a lot of tougher propositions than becoming a civilian. So if you'll give them a chance, they'll come through fine. And if you see a veteran with a physical handicap, treat it as a matter of course. If you do, it'll help him too. And now back to Bill Stern. Real six. Colgate's candid camera catches the story behind the story. Hollywood, California. The football players at Oxnard High School in California are so fed up with their girlfriends swooning over Van Johnson that every football player on that team, so help me, has dyed his hair a bright red. And that's the three-o mark for tonight. We've been broadcasting tonight from New York City. We're in New York to broadcast tomorrow's football game between Notre Dame and Army, which will be heard only over this network. Next Friday night, as usual, we'll be back same time, same station, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next Friday evening will be one of Hollywood's most photogenic stars, Miss Jinx Falkenberg. So be sure and be with us next Friday night at our usual time when we bring you as our guest the lovely movie star, Jinx Falkenberg. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day Newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now until the same time next Friday night, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.